Good afternoon. We are so grateful to have had this time to spend with you all this week. It had, this weekend it has been wonderful. Uh, we spent time with Jason and Marie uh, at their house and, and they took us out and we are so happy for that. Enjoyed them. Our host family is the Maxwells. You know, uh, they, they're the best hosts you can ever have. They, they are wonderful, they are great, and everything is great about them. Did I say that right, Brother Maxwell? Yeah. <laughs> Just want to make sure I got it right. Also, you know, we had Odom and Ramses running us around over there. And then we had Miss Karen and Sister Linda, and they took such good care of us also. And of course, we spent time at Jake and Tiffany's house, and we had some good barbecue and some good barbecue sauce. <laughs> and of course, Brian and Eva, I don't know that you notice that you have a wonderful preacher. He loves the Lord. And if you got a preacher that loves the Lord, that's all you can ask for. I'm sure if you stand behind him and you keep your hands up with him, things will go great. And I just want to say thank you for this time that we've had together. And I appreciate everything. Won't hold you long tonight. Tonight we want to talk about it. A scripture that is in Matthew 22, verse 24. Matthew 22:24. The Bible says, saying, Master, Moses said, If a man die having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were seven brothers, and the first which had married the wife deceased, and having no issue, left the wife unto his brothers likewise the second and also the third unto the seventh and last of all the woman died also therefore in the resurrection whose wife shall she be you know what they were looking for a loophole you know people try to find loopholes in the bible they try to find a way around God but there are no loopholes they were looking for a loophole you know, in our society, you know, we have so many law books and if the lawyers can find loopholes, you know, you can get out of maybe something. Or tax, tax law books, if you find loopholes, you might not have to pay taxes the way. But there are no loopholes when it comes to God. And what they were doing, they were looking for a loophole. And as I read that, I thought about what he responded to them in Matthew 22, 29. Jesus answered and said to them, you do error. Not knowing the scriptures or the power of God. You know, these people were the lawyers. These people were the ones who were supposed to know the word. They were the scribes. He said, you do error. You don't even know the scripture. Nor the power of God. You know what woke us up this morning? The power of God. You know what gave you health and strength today? It's the power of God. We have to realize God is powerful. And there are no loopholes when it comes to God. We got to do what God tells us to do. And we're living in a society that's looking for loopholes. There aren't any. When it comes to God. And the first thing I thought about is being a neighbor. You can't get out of that. There are no loopholes in Luke 10.25, brother. Luke 10.25. You remember the man was on the Jericho Road. And it was always something terrible happening on that Jericho Road. And as he went up to the Jericho Road, he fell among thieves. And in Luke 10.25, what does he say there, brother? The lawyer stood up and put him to the past saying, Uh-huh. What shall I do to inherit eternal life? Uh-huh. And he said to him, What is written in the law? Uh-huh. How does it read to you? Right. And he 
he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now, is that plain or what? But wanting to justify himself. He said, well, who is my neighbor? Know what he's looking for? A loophole. And that's what people do today. They look for loopholes out of divorce, marriage, and remarriage. God wants you to stay with that wife. God wants you to stay with your husband. God wants the, the man to be the head of the family. You know what we have? We have a family that's turned upside down. We have a modern family. And where the, where the, where the, the wife is the, in charge of the family. And the husband is told to go over there and sit down and shut up and don't you move till I tell you to move. And the children gets to eat the food first. And when the children get done and everything, then okay, you can eat. That's what we have today. We have modern families. And little Johnny grows up and thinks he's supposed to be quiet and not run the not be the head of the family. And little Susan grows up and thinks she's supposed to be in charge of the family because Big Mama and Grandmama and everybody else has always been the head of their family. We have a family that's been turned upside down. You know what we're looking for? We're looking for loopholes. There are no loopholes. We need to get back to the Bible. We need to have families that the, the men are the head of the families and the men love their wives as they love their own bodies and they take care of their children. They don't run out on them. I'm telling you, it's a wonderful thing when it works the way God wants it to work. That's a good time for amen. amen. Thank you, brother. <laughs> but, but anyway, keep, what, what verse are you in there? Go down to verse 29, Luke 10, 29. But wishing to justify himself, mm -hmm. he said to Jesus, and who is my name? Now, you wanted to know what to do to inherit eternal life. He told you. Now he's, he wants to know who is my neighbor. What else does he say, brother? Jesus replied and said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Mm -hmm. Fell among robbers. Right. They stripped him and beat him and went away beating him half dead. Mm -hmm. and by chance, a priest was going down on that road. Now you know a priest is going to help you, right? If anybody will help you, it will be the priest, right? What happened? When he saw him, he passed by on the other not only did he not help him, he went to the other side. What else, brother? Likewise, a Levite also. Not Levitical priesthood, you know, he's going to be helpful, right? Okay. When he came to the place and saw him pass by on the other side, mm -hmm. but a Samaritan who was on a journey. A lowly Samaritan. What he did was he took him up and he put him on his beast. If he put him on his beast, that means he walked while the man rode his beast. He took him into the inn. He, he set him up. He gave the innkeeper money and said, if I owe you anything else, I'll take care of it. So the question is, in verse 34, what does he say there? He came to him and bandaged up his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. Mm -hmm. And he put him on his own beast, mm -hmm. brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Right. On the next day, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, take care of him. Mm -hmm. Whatever more you spend when I return, I will repay you. Right. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor? Now the question was, who is my neighbor? Jesus said you need to be a neighbor. If it's a difference from who is my neighbor and who is being a neighbor. What we have to do is be a neighbor. There are no loopholes. You can't get out of this. Jesus said, no, you're looking at it wrong. You want somebody to serve you. You need to be the one that's serving other people. Because we're looking further than Savannah. We're looking further than Georgia. We're looking further than Florida. We're trying to make it to heaven. And we have to be neighbors. The person that's going to be right with God is the person that shows himself to be a neighbor. I'm trying to tell you, there are no loopholes. There's many people today, they take this Bible and they want to find what they want to find. 
they want to find where they are in charge or where they can do what they want to know. The Bible is clear. In order to be right with God, we can't have a neighbor. We need to be a neighbor. So in Matthew 5, Matthew 5, 43, he says there, You have heard it said that thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemies. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Listen, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Oh, that's, that's the kind of people we have to be because there are no loopholes. We have to be neighbors to people that doesn't like, do not like us. You know, I used to be on that bridge and, and I used to be down there catching those sheep heads and I'm hanging over on the side of the bridge and people come by and throw things at you. People come by and yell obscenities. I'm just fishing on the bridge. And you know what you have to say? God bless them. Help them, Father. Help them. Bless them. We have to be neighbors. Jesus said, which one? It was the neighbor. It wasn't the Levite. It wasn't the priest. It was the lowly, lowly Samaritan that took the man up and took care of him. That's us. And you know what? There are no loopholes. We can't get out of this. We might as well get on board with what he's saying. Not only that. When it comes to going to heaven, there are no loopholes. God is the one that's going to tell us what we have to do. And people say, well, listen, I know God is a good God. And I know God would never let me go to hell. And I serve a good God. Your God may let you go to hell. But my God would never let me. God is God. There's only one God. And he said in, in Galatians, and Galatians 5 verse 19. He says now the works of the flesh is manifest. Which are these? Adultery. Fornication. Uncleanliness. Lasciviousness. Idolatry. Witchcraft. Hatred. Variance. Emulation. Wrath. Strife. Sedition. Heresies. Envying and murder and drunkenness and reveling. He says these things won't get you into heaven. You can't get into heaven. And somebody said well preacher. What I do is not on that list. I may be bad, but it's not on that list. And then he goes on to say, and things such like. You can't get around God. If it's, if it's in that vicinity, it's wrong. These things will stop. There are no loopholes to get into heaven. You got to do what God tells us to do. And there's too many people today looking for loopholes. They're looking for way out, a way out. There is no way out. We need to just get on board and do what God tells us to do. And we're living in a society now. They think we can do what we want to do. They, you know, we just have to do what God tells us to do. And in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 6, 9, what does he say there, brother? For do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Now listen, you will not make it to heaven. What? Do not be deceived. Mm -hmm. Neither fornicators, right. nor idolaters, uh -huh. nor adulterers, right. nor Mm -hmm. Now, what is effeminate? Homosexual. You know, people say, well, you know, I, I love him and he loves me. And, and I just believe, I just believe God's going to be all right with it because I just believe that. The Bible said, don't be deceived. There are no loopholes. You can't get around this. Well, preacher, don't you know I live in the United States of America? And we have a constitution in the United States of America. And the Constitution provides me the right to live any way I want to live. And I live in the United States of America. And you can't tell me anything different because I have the Constitution. Probably never heard that before. 
But let me tell you what happened. When God come back, when Jesus come back to judge us, he's not going to use the Constitution. He's going to use the book of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you want to go to heaven, now I'm not knocking you. You do whatever you want to do, however you want to live. But if you want to go to heaven, there are no loopholes. You got to put it down. You got to stop it. Because the only way you can get to heaven is the way God says. Now read that again for me, brother. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Nothing on that list will get, help you get in there. But listen, such were some of you. We all had some problems, right? Now, if you say you never had any problems, you know what your problem is, right? Lying. <laughs> now, we've all had problems in this life. We've all maybe thought things or done things that are not right. But we've been washed. We've been sanctified. We've been justified. That's, that's the wonderful thing. You need to just get on board. But don't think you can find a loophole in God's word. There aren't any. And, and I'm, not, I'm not downing anybody. I'm not trying to be mean against anybody. I'm just saying, if you want to go to heaven, you can't practice that lifestyle. Now, if heaven's not your goal, you have at it. But if you want to go to heaven, you've got to stop it. You've got to just stop it. And in John 3, 20, 3, 3, 2, John 3, 2, the fact of the matter is, we're going to have to be born again. So, John 3, 2. The same came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher which cometh from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou dost except God be with him. And Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, except a man be born again, he cannot inherit the kingdom of God. There are no loopholes. You've got to be born again and make it to heaven. You've got to be born of the water and of the spirit. You have to be baptized for the remission of your sins. You can't be dry clean. You can't just say, well, let the law. It's, it's so hurtful when I watch television and I see hundreds of people standing up with their hands up and say, let the Lord come into your heart. Now go home and you're saved. Just find a Bible-believing church. Isn't that hurtful? When Jesus Christ said, except you be born of the water and the spirit, you cannot... Enter the kingdom of God. It's, it's so hurtful. Somebody needs to stand up and say that's wrong. I know one time Brother Nash went to a funeral. And it was a big denomination. And all these people were coming up to be saved. They were coming up to raise their hand. And then Brother Nash got up in the pulpit. They about to run him out of there. They go kill him in there. He's telling them, you, you, no, you're doing it wrong. You got to be baptized for the remission of your sins. You have to hear his word and believe it and repent. Confess and be baptized. You're doing it all wrong. Don't, don't that hurt you? That's one of the reasons that I preach. Because I'm tired of seeing people go to hell and nobody's telling them the truth. You have to be baptized for the remission of your sin. You have to be born again. He said, except a man be... Uh, Jesus answered, said, very, very, I say, except a man be born again, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus said, Verily, verily, except the man be born again of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. You can't do it. There's no loopholes. I'm begging you. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of oh God, I'm asking you to come down this aisle tonight and give me your hand, give Christ your heart. Say, Brother Jackson, I want to be baptized for the remission of my sins. 
Don't put it off. Don't put it off. There are no loopholes. There's no way around it. And it's so, it's so sad. It, it, it really is. It's, it's so sad to see people. I saw one guy on television. He said, if you want to be saved, go see the elders. Now, how can the elders save you? And the elders were standing in the corner. And they go and everybody shake the elders' hand. Now, all of a sudden, they're in the church and they're saved. Where do you read that in the Bible? The problem is they're looking for loopholes. The problem is they're looking for a way around God. There is no way around God. As far as working, working in the kingdom, you can't sit on your hands. I can't sit on my hands. There's work for all of us to do. I, I don't know the people where you work, and I don't know your circle of friends, but we all have influence. We need to use it. And there's work to be done. And there are no loopholes. You don't get a, get a chance to, to sit there free. You ever had a friend when you're walk, working, they're telling you what to do? Now pick that up from here and move it over there. <laughs> and they're sitting down, right? No, we all have to work. And we can't get away from that. So the Bible tells me. The Bible tells me in uh, Luke 14.22. Luke 14.22. What does he say that, brother? The master had a great feast, and I don't know in that time period. I'm sure food wasn't that wasn't that available. So when somebody's going to feed you, everybody would want to come. But they had went and told everybody, but the place still wasn't filled. He said, "Go into the highways and the byways." And compel. What does compel mean? That means you, you, you're begging them. You're compelling them to come in. Your soul is at jeopardy. What we need to do is realize we got to work for the Lord. There are no loopholes. You don't get a chance to get a day off. I don't take a day off. We all have to work. It's always something that could be said or done. You know, I was going into the booth one day at the radio program. And these guys, I think they were Methodist or Baptist. I can't, I don't know. But they were coming out while we were going in. And the guy that was uh, coming out said, look at all this power between us. He says, you got power. I got, we all have power. We say only one person has power. That's Jesus Christ. And that's what the world thinks. They think that they can do whatever they want to do. But we have to work. It's people who think this way. It's people who think that they are in charge and they have things. But what I'm trying to tell you is that there are no loopholes. You and I have to work. Who else is going to get it done? Besides us. And the Bible said in Luke 8. Luke 8. And verse 7. Other seed fell among the thorns. Mm -hmm. And the thorns grew up with it and shook it out. Right. Other seed fell into the good soil. And grew up. And produced a crop a hundred times as great. Now who's, who's sowing the seed? We don't know who's going to sow the seed, brother. We have to throw the seed. Some fell on the wayside. Some fell on the thorny ground. You know, as I think about this, I'm thinking, why are they throwing the seed just everywhere? Because, you know what I would do? My smart self. I'll dig rows. And I'll put each seed in each place so I could get the maximum I can out of that harvest. That's the way I would do it. But God throws the seed everywhere. Because he doesn't know what your heart is. He doesn't know what kind of soil you are. I don't know what kind of soil you are. So the thing to do is just throw the seed. Whose responsibility is to do that? 
Don't everybody raise their hand at one time. It's our responsibility. And you know what? There are no loopholes. You don't get out of this. You remember the guy that had the one talent? And he buried his talent? And you know what happened? He told him to cast that unprofitable servant in the outer darkness. You know what I consider that as hell. You know what he went to hell for doing? Nothing. You know what we're going to hell for doing? Nothing. You don't get away. I don't get away. None of us get away. God loves us all, but we have to go to work. There are no loopholes. We have to use the talent that God has given us. We have to throw the seed. Somebody has to do it. But you know what? I know what you're thinking before you even think it. You're thinking, Brother Jackson, that's just your interpretation. You never heard that, right? That's your interpretation, preacher. You said all of this, and you said there are no loopholes, but the way I interpret the Bible is different. Let me ask you this. If you write your wife a letter, who interpretation doesn't matter? Does matter? The one that's doing the writing. Nobody else can look, look at that letter and say, well, I know you meant it for this, but I think, no, we, we don't do that with any other document. We only do that with the Bible. We think we can interpret the Bible how we, no, God is the one who had the Bible written, and he had it written the way he wanted it written, for the purpose that he wanted, and you don't have the chance to write to change it. And the, the interpretation we need to find out is what God meant when he wrote it. That's the interpretation we need. And they'll say, that's your interpretation, preacher. You know what they're trying to say? That that's a loophole. That I could get away with it. No, that, no, God is the one that has it written. And we're going to have to do what God says. So in 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1.20. 2 Peter 1.20. But know this first of all. Mm -hmm. That no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. Right. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will. Mm -hmm. But men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. What did they write down? What God wanted them to write down. And what God wanted them to write down is what we need to find out. We need to find out what God means by it. Not what I mean by it. You ever, you ever, you ever had somebody say, well, what's your thought on this scripture? Or what's his thought? We need to find out what's God's thought on this scripture. What, does, what would God have us to do? That's the interpretation we want. None of us ever gotten a light bill. And it said $500. And you go call them up and say, well, that's your interpretation. Because that bill is too high. See, we'll do that with the world. But when it comes to God... We'll do that with God, but when it comes to the world, we won't do that. The, the, the interpretation we need to do is find out what God would have us to do. So in Acts 17 and verse 30, Acts 17, 30, he says the time of ignorance, God winked at, but now command all men everywhere. Let me ask you, what does all men everywhere mean? What's the interpretation of that? <laughs> so we can understand the Bible if we want to. But we try to find loopholes. He says, I want all men everywhere to repent. Who does that exclude? Certainly don't exclude me. We all have to do it. I'm trying to tell you, or whoever will listen to this tape one day, that you're going to have to do what God says because there are no loopholes. You might as well get on board. See, we can play with our parents. You know, if you, if, if, if you don't, my mama used to make me eat those black eyed peas, brother. She'd make me sit at that table all day long till I ate every one of those black eyed peas. But sometimes if I cried a little, I could get away. 
See, we can, we, can, we can play with our parents. Sometimes we might be able to get away. You know, them grandchildren, they're going to get you in a way. <laughs> and, and so you can get away. But when it comes to God, there are no loopholes. You got to do what God says. So if you listen to this tape, or they don't have tapes anymore. If you listen to this recording one day, realize that there are no loopholes. He commands all men everywhere to be saved. And at 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 2, 4, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth that there is one God and one mediator between God and man and is not the Pope. It's Jesus Christ. You can't get around that. I'm begging you today. Just do what God says. Come down this aisle. Give me your hand. Give Christ your heart. Say, Brother Jackson, I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me. I know they buried him three days later and they went by looking for him and he has gotten up. He got up for you. He got up for me. He got up for all of us. You know, we have many members in here who have uh, worked in the military and served time in the military. And we thank you so much for your service. But one time they were on this plane. And when they got ready to disembark, the, the lady came over to the loudspeaker and she says, Keep your seats. We have a military person that has fallen in battle and we're going to take the casket out and we want everybody to wait until the casket comes out and then you can get you can disembark and so they looked out the window and all of the people were saluting the casket as the casket came through because he had died for his country but let me tell you somebody who died for all of us Jesus Christ and we won't give him any respect I'm telling you there are no loopholes when it comes to this. And we appreciate the people who, who, who died for this country. But if somebody died for your soul, it's Jesus Christ. There are no other. I don't want you to lose your soul. The reason I preach and the reason Brian preached is because we don't want people to lose their soul. There are no loopholes. Jesus Christ says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. I'm asking you today to get on board with the fact that the Bible's not going to change. It's not going to change. It's been around all this time and it's not going anywhere. It will not change. And he said in Luke 14, 26, If any man come to me and hate not his mother, his father, his wife, his children, his brother, his sister, yea, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. What they were looking for was a loophole. They came to Jesus and they said, Master, this, this lady has seven husbands and, and, she, and she succeeded them all and lastly she died. Well, if, she, if seven husbands died, married to her, I don't think I would want to marry that lady. But she succeeded them all. Now whose wife shall she be in the resurrection? And Jesus says, you do err not knowing the power of God or the scriptures. They're not given in marriage. They're like angels. And if I could just be an angel, Lord God, I'd be happy for that. We're trying to make it to heaven. Trying to do the very best we can. So I just wanted to let you know tonight, there are no loopholes. We're going to have to do what God tells us to do. And I know society, they'll find some. You know, they'll say, well, you know, really marriage is it, it, it's, it, it's for those who are Christians. And, you know, I was married before, but that was before I was a Christian. They try to find loopholes. Or, you know, we're in a different society. You know, we want, we want the... We want the women to be the head of the family. And that's the way they try to find loopholes. We have people reasoning with their children. Can you reason with a two-year-old? We have people trying to ask the children, 
what they want to wear and what they want to eat and where they want to go on vacation. And if they start crying, we give them whatever they want. They'll get you out there in Walmart and lay down on the floor and cry. And you have to you you can't you can't whoop them like you used to, brother. Because <laughs> if you do, they're gonna take you to jail. You got to snatch them up and take them home. What I'm trying to tell you is that <laughs> what, what I'm trying to tell you is that we we have to realize that God means what He says when He says what He means. Maybe there's somebody in the night one willing to hear His word and believe it and repent. Luke 13:3. I tell you, next except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Or confess with the mouth. That you believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. But don't stop there. Be willing to go down into a liquid grave of baptism. And you'll be raised to walk in the newness of life. The old man will be washed away and the new man will come up victorious. It's the death, burial, and resurrection. That's what happened to us. If we're a Christian, we all died just like Christ died. We all were buried in that water. And we were all raised again. The newness of life. We look the same on the outside. But we don't talk the way we used to talk. We don't use the words we used to. We don't even think the way we used to think. To be truthful, we've had some terrible thoughts in our minds. But God is the one that's blessed us all. And I want you to know tonight there are no loopholes. Maybe there's someone here tonight that hasn't been living right. You need to repent of those things. There's no time like the present. God has done so much for us. And I'm going to tell you somebody who died for all of us is Jesus Christ. Let that be known. As together we stand and sing the song. Invitation.